and welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am so excited to be here. It's Thursday, and we have got a great show. We've had a busy week of sports. I've been busy. I've had high school basketball. Called the Columbus Rapids last night. Thrift Barringer is going to be on the show as we are going to recap some of the high school basketball going in and around the Chattahoochee Valley. But we have a lot to cover, and I'm also going to get into the Nate McMillan firing from the Atlanta Hawks and who could possibly replace him. But just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Noonan right after Rod Peterson. I'm here Monday through Friday from 2 to 3, and it is a great show, and I've been doing it for a while now. I've been doing it for three years, and coming up on episode 567 we're at episode 567 i've been doing this on the this radio station for about a year now and i had a late night last night called the columbus rapids men and women's team the start of that game the first game was the women's team it did not start until 7 30 and the men's team got finished around 11 30 normally i'll go over to wild wing cafe or Ivy Park, and I'll hang out with the team, and I'll get some food, and you know, get some feedback from the game. I did not do that yesterday. It was so late, I had to go all the way home, get some rest, and then start my day once again today, which oddly enough, I don't have anything going on today. But we do have a lot of sports going on today, including high school basketball. You got the Valley Rams, they are in the Elite Eight, taking on Central Clay. The Central Red Devils punch their ticket to the Final Four. You got the Lynette Lady Panthers punching their ticket to the Final Four. So much to cover. We also have second round action happening this weekend with the Hardaway Girls, the Carver Girls, and the Northside Girls. Think they can make a deep run into the state playoffs. And also the Spencer Boys could possibly make a deep run into the state playoffs. And then this Saturday, I'll be in Macon helping Thrift Barringer call Brookstone St. Ampicelli Part 3 in the GIAA playoffs. It is a quarterfinal matchup as Brookstone won on a buzzer beater against Bethlehem Christian Academy on the campus of Brookstone. I was calling that game on Tuesday. Thrift's going to be on the show, and we're going to talk about that game because that was incredible. Before I get things started here on the show, I want to talk a little bit about the Columbus Rapids. They got the sweep over the Tampa Bay Strikers last night at the Columbus Civic Center. The women's team was able to beat the Tampa Bay Strikers 3-1 to one, thanks to two goals by Carly Banks. And the Columbus Rapids women's team is 2-2 two and two on the season. And they will take on the Memphis Americans this Sunday. Now the men's team. This was an exciting back and forth game. The men were up 5 to 2. Then Tampa took an 8-7 lead and it was just back and forth. Manny Chavez getting a goal on a set piece and Columbus ties it, sends it to overtime and Juan Roteus with the overtime goal get the victory for the Columbus Rapids and I have the privilege to call an amazing game. Here's a clip of that game-winning goal in overtime on the National Indoor Soccer League's YouTube channel. 3.14 here to go in overtime. Juan Roteas back to Aldana. Over to Roteas, far side. Juan Roteas! And the Rapids win in overtime! The Columbus Rapids! have defeated the Tampa Bay Strikers in overtime thanks to a goal by Juan Roteas. Unbelievable! Truly was an unbelievable night at the Columbus Civic Center. I have so much fun calling the Columbus Rapids games. I have many highlight reels that I'm trying to put together as I build my resume as a broadcaster. I've had a busy week. Called Alabama State Playoffs on Monday. Called the Brookstone game on Tuesday with Thrip Barringer. Calling the Rapids yesterday. And I'm calling Brookstone St. Ampicelli this Saturday. But I'm going to slow down a little bit 
you know, with me having a full-time job, I'm going to be gone for the first two weeks of March down at Fort Stewart doing military training. And so I'm going to have some condensed shows. I might even have some best of shows. And I'm going to have some guests. I'm going to try to get Dave Plata on again. And we're going to do part two of my documentary series is for sports figures and sports moments in the city of Columbus. And I'm also going to bring on Rex Castillo. Now, I've already interviewed Rex. He is the former sports director at WRBL. He's now doing news, but that passion for sports is still there. And so I was really excited about interviewing Rex, and that's going to air as well. So you want to stick around because there are a lot to cover in the world of sports. Let's talk about the Nate McMillan firing from the Atlanta Hawks. I didn't get a chance to talk about this on yesterday's show because yesterday's show was the live show at Ivy. So I look back at what Nate McMillan has accomplished as a head coach, coaching for the Seattle Supersonics, coaching for the Indiana Pacers. And my thoughts on Nate McMillan as a coach was he was a pretty decent coach, but he had teams that underachieved. And if you look at his time with Portland, Indiana, and Seattle, there are a lot of playoff exits, early playoff exits for Nate McMillan. Now, he took over as the interim head coach after the Hawks fired Lloyd Pierce in 2021. And he had an impressive 27-11 record as the interim coach. And a deep run into the Eastern Conference Finals where the Atlanta Hawks stunned the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 1. This series goes all the way to six games. But we play the what-if game. What if Trey Young does not step on the referee and injure his foot? McMillan got rewarded as being the full-time head coach. Year two, he underachieved. Despite the injuries, the expectations were that the Hawks were supposed to be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. He finishes with a 43-39 record and a loss in the first round to the number one seed, the Miami Heat. They were the number nine seed. They had to get into the play-in game. They beat Charlotte, and then they beat Cleveland, to get the number eight seed. And it was just too little too late. The Miami Heat were just a much better team. Now let's go to this year. Because with the signing of DeJounte Murray, the expectations were, well, now the Hawks have their second superstar to complement Trey Young. And Nate McMillan gets fired after a 29-30 and record. The Atlanta Hawks are right on the outskirts of the playoffs. They would be in the play-in game. If the season ended today, they would be the number eight seed, just three back of the Miami Heat. Look, I don't know what's going to happen with this Hawks team, but Joe Prunty has been named the interim head coach. Let's say the Hawks go on a deep run and they get into the playoffs and maybe even win a playoff series. You give Joe Prunty the full-time job. I think there has to be a culture change. I think the Hawks need to go in a different direction. Two candidates that really stand out that the Hawks are looking at is the former Utah Jazz coach, Quinn Snyder, and the Golden State Warriors assistant, former Brooklyn Nets coach, Kenny Atkinson. There might be some other candidates that will pop up, like Mark Jackson, like Ime Udoka, who coached the Boston Celtics last year, but he's suspended for an entire year. I mean, do you want that baggage on your team? You know, he led the Celtics to the NBA Finals, but maybe it's a culture thing with the Celtics because it doesn't really matter who their head coach is. This doesn't look good for Trey Young. He's pushed away two head coaches so far. What's going to happen with the third? And is it a Trey Young problem or is it a coaching problem? General Manager Landry Fields for the Hawks has a tough decision to make on who's going to be the next head coach for Atlanta. Well, hey, the NBA season is back tonight. We had a very long break after the NBA All-Star game and All-Star weekend. And right now, if you look at some of the games, I'm going to take a look at some of the games tonight, including the Warriors and the Lakers. The Warriors did get the news that Steph will probably be out another week. And LeBron's new team, all right, this is where LeBron, he can go ahead and take it over. There's no more Russell Westbrook. If the Lakers want to try to get into the playoffs, this is where LeBron has got to treat every game like it's Game 7 of the NBA Finals. 
The Lakers are two back of the playing game. This is going to be a big game. At the Crypto Arena, taking on the Golden State Warriors without Steph Curry, the Lakers should win this game. Both the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars were in action at the Lumpkin Center last night. And it was Military Appreciation Night. And I actually happened to be in attendance for the girls game because there was a delay in the Rapids game. And it was a nice event. You know, I got in free with my military ID card, went up into the suite. Yeah, I can't believe the Lumpkin Center has a suite. Had some food, had some beverages, got to talk to some people, got to talk to the athletic director, Todd Reeser. And it was a pretty cool event. However, the Lady Cougars fell to South Carolina Aiken, 66-52. Columbus State was led by leading scorer Alana Rawls. Lady Cougars are now... 14 and 11 overall, 8 and 9 in the Peach Belt. Meanwhile, the Columbus State Cougars lost to South Carolina Aiken 73 to 64, and they are now 14 and 13 overall, 7 and 10 in the Peach Belt. They were led by Daniel Melvin's 12 points, Jelani James and Joshua Jerome had 11 points. Nelson Haskin their leading scorer was out with an injury. And the Cougars and Lady Cougars are back in action this Saturday at the Lumpkin Center taking on Georgia College. Tip-off, 1.30 for the Lady Cougars. And you can listen to the game on Cougar Radio and 88.5 WCUG. The Columbus State baseball team was taking a nine-game win streak down to Montgomery. However, they did lose to Auburn Montgomery 10-7. Columbus State is now 9-2. Overall, it was a back-and-forth game, but Spivey with a three-run homer in the bottom of the 13th inning as Auburn Montgomery was able to pick up the victory. Matthew McDade had another home run as he has been the top hitter for Columbus State. Cole English ends up taking the loss. He had two innings and a third in relief but gave up the three-run homer as Jamie Boatwright Started the game, four innings, gave up two earned runs. The Cougars are in action this weekend for a three-game series at Greenwood, South Carolina, taking on Lander University. Well, the LaGrange Panthers and Lady Panthers get a victory in the opening round of the Central Collegiate of the South Conference Tournament as the Lady Panthers defeated Covenant 74-59 yesterday. And the Panthers were able to defeat Covenant 62-54. to So they will both move on to the second round as the Panthers will travel on the road this Friday to take on Bellhaven. Meanwhile, the women's basketball team will host Piedmont this Saturday at the Mariotti Gymnasium. The LaGrange baseball team was able to get the big victory over Emory yesterday in Atlanta. And the LaGrange Panthers baseball team is 3-1 on the season. They've got a big three-game series at Cleveland Field in Williamson Stadium as they will take on Rose Holman. First pitch will be 2 o'clock Eastern on Saturday the 25th. And you can catch that game on Panthers Live. The LaGrange College baseball team is one of the top teams in the NCAA Division III. They are ranked third, trying to make their way back to the D3 College World Series. Speaking of LaGrange baseball, high school baseball that is, congratulations to LaGrange Grangers head baseball coach Donnie Branch for picking up his 600th victory. You know, I've had Coach Branch on the show. We talked about that incredible run that the LaGrange Grangers made to the state championship. However, lost to North Oconee in Rome. But Coach Branch, congratulations. And you know, when basketball winds down for Alabama and Georgia, I will get into high school baseball because right now Russell County and Coach Dimitri has got the Russell County Warriors at 4-0. I want to make sure to give him a shout-out. But let's go ahead and get into some high school basketball because we have some big games that happened yesterday. However, the Shaw Raiders and Lady Raiders seasons came to an end. They were on the road in the first round of the GHSA playoffs. The Shaw Raiders end up losing to Perry. 
The Lady Raiders end up losing to Baldwin. The Carver Tigers, who snuck into this tournament as a number four seed, lost a heartbreaker by two to Upson Lee, 72-70. Over in 4A, the LaGrange Grangers picked up a huge upset win over Burke County, and they will take on Baldwin in the Sweet 16. Over in 5A, you got the Northside Patriots that fell to Lithonia, 58-57 to in the first round. In Harris County, the number four seed lost to Decatur, 66-56. to Over in 2A, the Spencer Greenwave defeated Cook, and they will take on Butler in the Sweet 16. Now let's go over to the Alabama State playoffs, and we're going to start with 7A. The final four is set in girls 7A. March the 2nd, you got Prattville versus Hoover. And then Foley taking on Sparkman. In boys 7A, the Central Red Devils punch their ticket to the final four after defeating Fairhope 53-46. And they will take on Spain Park on March the 2nd. Over in the other bracket for the boys 7A, Dothan taking on Hoover. Over in 6A, girls, the final four is set as Miguel Tulin will take on Hazel Green and Hillcrest will take on Huffman. Those games will tip off on March the 1st. 6A boys on March the 1st, Miguel Tulin taking on Buckhorn. And in the other bracket, you have Bryant taking on Mountain Brook. 5A girls. As the Eufaula Lady Tigers season comes to an end as they lose to Charles Henderson, 45-41. Charles Henderson will await the winner of Pleasant Grove and Jasper. That is actually happening today, and the Final Four will be set and will be played on March the 1st. Big shout-out to Arab High School, the alma mater of my producer on the Rapid Show, Lee Snow. As Arab defeated Southside 48-44 in 5A girls. And they will await the winner of Brubaker Tech and Marbury. Arab punches their ticket to the Final Four. And I know that has got to make Lee Snow happy because he is a proud Arab alumni. 5A boys, well the stage is set tonight. The Valley Rams with their quest for a perfect season and a state championship. They are taking on Central of Clay County of Lineville, Alabama, and the winner of that game will punch their ticket to the Final Four and take on Scottsboro. Over in the other bracket, the Eufaula Tigers season came to a close. They lost to Charles Henderson 61-56, to and Charles Henderson will take on the winner of Fairfield and Ramsey. For a girls, we have UMS Wright Prep. They have punched their ticket to the Final Four, and they will await the winner of Priceville and Deschler. New Hope, after getting a 50-42 win over the Hanley Lady Tigers, they go to the Final Four, and they will await the winner of Prattville Christian and Bibb County. For a boys, Montgomery Catholic defeated Booker T. Washington 51-47, and they will await the winner of Westminster and Deschler. 3A girls, the final four is set on one side of the bracket. Pike County is taking on Clemens. On the other side of the bracket, we have two games going on today. Trinity Presbyterian taking on St. James, and Susan Moore taking on Plainview. And the winners of those games will play in the state semifinal on February the 28th. For 3A boys, one half of the bracket is already set. Hillcrest is going to take on midfield on February the 28th. On the other side of the bracket, we still have to decide the Elite Eight matchups that are taking place today. Southside Selma taking on Sumter Central. And they will await the winner of Piedmont and Plainview. 2A girls... The Lynette Lady Panthers continue their quest. They are in the Final Four. They defeated Eider 52-46. And they will tip off against Cold Springs at 7 p.m. on February the 27th. 
The other game in the Final Four is Geneva versus Mars Hill. Over to 2A boys, the Final Four is set. St. Luke's Episcopal is taking on Mars Hill. The other side of the bracket, Aliceville, is taking on Sand Rock. And finally, in the AHSAA State Playoffs, 1A. This is near and dear to my heart because I had the privilege of calling Otagaville and Lochapoca in the 1A State Playoffs at the Multiplex in Montgomery. They are playing today. Let's start with Girls 1A because A.L. Johnson is taking on Lochapoca right now as we speak in Montgomery, and they will await the winner of Spring Garden that punched their ticket to the Final Four. This is Elite Eight matchups. The other bracket in the South Regional Final, Elba is taking on Red Level, and they will take on Marion County, who punched their ticket to the Final Four. And finally, Boys 1A, we have an incredible bracket in the South Regional Final as Brantley is taking on Floradia. The winner of this game will take on Covenant Christian in the Final Four on February the 27th. The Central Regional Final that is happening right now, Otagaville is taking on Lochapoca. Otagaville, I called this game on Monday. Otagaville got the 74-63 win over R.C. Hatch. Lochapoca got the 65-59 win over Keith. And Otagaville will take on Lochapoca today for the right to go to the Final Four, where they will await Oakwood that defeated Skyline 58-50. Well, that was it. That was high school state playoffs for the AHSAA. I am just glad that I was a part of it. And I let the NFHS Network know that they can count on me anytime to fill in. I'm really excited about it. And uh, let's go ahead and get Thrift Behringer here on the show. So what we're going to do now, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And then when we come back from break, Thrift Behringer is going to be joining the show. All right, we'll be back in a bit. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, and on the show, a very special guest. He's on Sports Visions, Flavor 92.1, and Facebook Live from Mondays and Thursdays from 4 to 6. And he's also the play-by-play announcer for St. Apicelli and a bunch of other high schools in Columbus, Thrift Behringer. Hey, welcome. Hey, man. I think I just saw you about... I know. I just saw you. <laughs> I don't know if that was in my dream or whatever, but first off, I want to start by saying it's been incredible this entire year uh, of broadcasting these games. I feel like this is something I had an idea about back in 2018, Richard, but now as it, I actually see it turn into fruition, I'm turn, seeing it actually you know, become something that I never dreamed of, to be honest. It was just something I just wanted to do because... You know, I enjoy calling games and stuff like that and always wanted to call games, but never knew that was an outlet for me. Um, And the relationship that we got and the chemistry that we got, we have called some fantastic games. I'll never forget another one tonight we'll get into momentarily. But I do have to say, you did an excellent job yesterday calling four games. Um, We are nonstop. So if you start hearing my voice go out, that is because that's all we do is talk sports. And I've got to call a Rapids game tomorrow, and actually two games, and then we'll talk about the game that we're going to be calling this Saturday because uh, Brookstone was able to get the win in overtime against Bethlehem Christian Academy on a buzzer beater thrift. That I mean, that was one of the most exciting games I've ever witnessed. That that had to have been that topped the Spencer Northside game at the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Uh-huh. I don't know if I agree with that. It was an excellent game, I'll tell you that. And it turned into something that I didn't know would happen. Considering the fact that Brookstone being 13-13, and 13, the seventh seed in the GIAA classification four, and Bethlehem Christian was 8-16, and 16, and they were the 10th seed in the GIAA classification 4A. Um, didn't think it would come down to the wire. I thought Brookstone would win by 5 to 10 points. But the fact that it went not only – had a buzzer beater, but went into overtime. So I do give you that. Going into overtime and having a buzzer beater. By the way, Demetri Flowers hitting the game tying layup with 10 seconds to go. I mean, then on top of the fact, Bethlehem Christian had to miss five straight free throws by Tommy Doolittle, who also hit the shot that tied the game 55-55. 
I mean, I'm talking about back and forth. They went. I don't know if I put up there with Spencer and Northside yet. Just considering the fact that Spencer being defending state champion and Northside being a highly ranked team, both those teams are elite. Um, but all in all, I do get what you're saying. It was a lot of fun and thoroughly enjoyed it. And that was your first time being at Brookstone, was it not? Yes, that was the first time that I called a Brookstone game, which which now means that with your help, I was able to call every single school located in Columbus, private and public. That was the last one, wasn't it? I knew there was a reason. I mean, I was already going to ask you anyway, but I knew there was a reason because Richard, just like myself, I came from the Pacelli game, which, by the way, uh, they had basically a, a somewhat of a buzzer beater as well as Anaya Crouch had a steal and lays it up and in. That's on their Facebook page. You can go and check that out at St. Ann Pacelli on Facebook. Um, but I had to come from that. Uh, shout out to my brother, Tucker Berenger. He did a good job filling in, live streaming, because, Richard, you were busy calling and doing the coaches show for the Rapids. They got a game tomorrow. You were doing that at the Civic Center. So my brother, Tucker, he live streamed it on my page. Second half, he actually started doing some play-by-play because -play he figured out the mics. He could never figure those out. And uh, it turned out to be, I thought, a pretty decent broadcast. Brookstone girls, Coach Kim Ellison, they move on to the lead eight along with Bacelli. Um, but then we both met up after being busy and to call a game as good as that. And you know what? Now you can check it off. You have called every single high school around here. The only ones we didn't do was Central, if you want to consider that part of the Tri-City area. But all in all, we, we, we knocked out a lot of schools this, uh, this whole basketball season. Well, and this is the busiest week in high school basketball. And, and I hope you printed out your brackets because we got brackets for the AHSAA and the GHSAA, the GIAA, and the GAPS. It is just a crazy time. I know Jack Patterson was there at Brookstone. He was pretty much everywhere in Columbus today. We're, we're just, it was incredible. I mean, he had just getting all the highlights. I mean, we know that the Hardaway girls won. Uh, they beat uh, West Lawrence 71-29. to They're going to advance. You, basically what happened tonight, and I, I, I saw on Facebook, Northside won by a lot. They're a number one seed. Carver won by Kajillion, their number one seed, and Hardaway uh, won by 50 points, and their number one seed. And especially Hardaway and Carver, uh, I see those two teams maybe making the Final Four state championship. Northside, because they play in the 5A classification, going to be a little bit tougher road, but all three of those teams look stout tonight. And it would be pretty awesome we saw three different girls' teams bringing home the state championship banner this year. Well, just to let my listeners know, this is the start of the first round of the GHSA state playoffs. The second round will take place on February 24th and 25th, that Saturday and that Friday and Saturday. So if you play today, you're probably going to play on Friday. Spencer's going to play tomorrow, the Spencer boys. So if they can win, they'll be uh, at the second round on Saturday. Now, next week, February 28th and March 1st, is the Elite Eight. Now, if you're a number one seed and the other number one seed advances, the home court will be determined on a GSHA coin flip. That's unbelievable. By the way, I got an update from my brother. Northside lost to Lithonia. Yeah, Lithonia. 58-57 at home. So we have wow. a game coming out of the wire here. There. This time, Northside. And, and I want to give a shout out to Johnson, Coach Greg Johnson. First off, he allowed me to come there and call some games on their senior night. We got to call his game against Spencer, final of the Christmas tournament. He's done a great job rebuilding that program. Malachi Hosley's done an excellent job as a senior. Keith Hodo, shout out to that team. Deshaun Cates, um, really good basketball team. Sad they got beat. I thought they'd make a decent run, maybe Sweet 16, Elite Eight. They got ousted tonight, 58-57. to 57. So they're out. Um, uh, I don't know if Harris County boys are out. I expect them probably to be out. I think they lost pretty bad tonight. So they're out. So the boys seem to funnel down the girls. As we talked about before, Richard, there's going to be a lot of those that are going to make me. Well, you got to also factor in the Northside boys are playing in 5A. They were a number two seed. That number three seed they were playing, Lithonia, is a very good number three seed. If you look at the LaGrange Grangers, they're a number three seed, but they had just an incredible regular season. They were just playing in a tough conference. We talked about on the broadcast, there are some conferences that have eight teams. So Kendrick missed out on the playoffs. 
you have a, a conference that has only five teams. I do have to say, Richard, I'm sorry I'm interrupting. I do have to say this, though. I was talking to the Kendrick coach, Andre Dye. He is also the athletic director for them. And I was given the explanation that Spencer, Kendrick, Jordan, uh, Rutland, there's a lot of teams in that 2A. I think there's like seven or eight different teams. Well, there's about three or four of them, Kendrick being one with a, a couple others that were tied eight and six second place uh, behind Spencer in the region. Well, through what he showed me, and this he was giving me an update last week, that Kendrick technically, through the tiebreakers, if it went by the format that's in the rule book, should have been the second place team. Well, if they were, they would have got an automatic buy in the region and they would have automatically made the playoffs. But because they only got the three seed, they got upset by Rutland in what was a great game. Quentin Walcott, we called him. He is averaging 17 and 13 as a six foot, 5'10 senior. He's got huge heart. And I want to give a shout out to Coach Andre Dow. I thought Kendrick was one of the more improved teams over the past recent years. They have not been a good basketball program. He's rebuilding that one year at a time, and I hate it for him. He felt like he got cheated. He should have been the second-place team according to the, the, the way the bracket was played out. I'm not going to try to explain it and mess it up, but basically he felt like he should be the number two seed, ends up being the three, gets upset, and uh, just want to give a shout-out to Andre, Die and Kendrick. Really wanted to make the playoffs. Still had a great year. Um, but sometimes that's just the luck of the draw. And we do have high school playoff games tomorrow. Several teams in Columbus are going to be on the road. The Shaw Raiders are going to be on the road taking on Perry. And then the Carver Tigers, they got a huge upset in the region tournament beating Thomasville. And they are going to be on the road taking on Upson Lee. They are the number four seed, but great to see the Carver Tigers in the playoffs and, and the Shaw Raiders as well. Yeah, and you know what, Shaw... I'm going to give a shout-out to the girls' coach, Coach Curtis Crowell. He's done an excellent job. Thierry Tucker, Tony Tucker have done a good job with that basketball team. They're going to have a tough tough game tomorrow on the road, but they could get an upset, and who knows what could happen. But all in all, making the playoffs this year, he's done a good job with the Shaw Raiders program. The boys, their three seed, he had another tough matchup, but Coach Horton, Coach Marquine, uh, Carlton Dickey, Coach Carlton Dickey, who is actually technically the head coach. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Richard, he, um, they've done um, the whole staff. Job. So hoping for Shaw. Hey, I, I got to say and get corrected. Harris County boys play tomorrow. So they're not playing yet. So they're still in it technically. Um, so should be a lot of fun. Still got a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, I think Spencer played tonight. I'm tr did they play tonight? Or they play uh, the Spencer girls uh, played tonight. They took on Fitzgerald. I think double coverage, a big shout-out to double coverage. I think that the, he's gotten a final, but Max Preps is not updating. They won by two. They did win tonight. So Spencer girls did win. Good job by them. And you're right, uh, Richard. It's it's crazy what has happened right now. Um, I'm just excited about what was that. Lady Greenways are heading the one in double overtime by three. Unbelievable. And they'll be, uh, they beat Fitzgerald. They'll be heading on to the next round. They're a really good basketball team. Really proud of what they've been able to accomplish. Um, excited, man. I really am excited. Lady Patriots, by the way, played Lithonia tonight. Do you know what that score was, Richard? Wasn't it like they only gave, Lithonia only had like 84 to nine. Yeah. 101 to 20. You got, you got North, North Hardaway, North. 74 to 29. I'm telling you, all three of those teams, Coach Jarquella Woods of Northside, Coach Kelly Ellison of Hardaway, and Coach um, Anson Hunley of Carver. They got elite teams for a reason, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, on the girls' side, we have at least three teams that could buy for state championship. And on the boys' side, it's pretty much probably up to Spencer when it comes to the GHSA. Still at Pacelli, still alive. And the Brooks home boys. Um, but Spencer's probably pretty much the, the option. Um, I know Shaw's still alive, but Spencer being the number one seed. So we know for sure, Thrift, on Friday and Saturday, well, especially Friday, we will have second-round high school basketball games on the campus of Hardaway. We're going to have high school basketball games on the campus of Carver. And we're going to have basketball games on the campus of Northside because the, the Lady Patriots, Lady Tigers, and Lady Hawks will all advance to the second round and have Harvard, Harvard. home games. 
And hopefully, I know I'm not doing anything Friday. I know you're not doing anything Friday. I reached out to the athletic director of the Muskogee County, Jeff Battles, to see if the NFHS network is broadcasting these games. And if they are, who is their play-by-play guys? That's all I want to know. I just want to know who's calling them. That's all. I'm not saying us. I'm just saying I'd like to know if they have announcers. Yeah, and if they don't, maybe we can get ourselves into that. So, um, Hopefully that works out. A lot of good back to be played. Uh, you talked about Shaw, Hardaway's done, Kendrick's done, Jordan's done. Those boys are out. Um, Northside boys lost tonight, so they're out. So technically, the only teams that are still alive are Shaw, who play tomorrow. Spencer, who we assume will win tomorrow as well. And that's it for the boys in Columbus, right? Because Columbus High boys, they didn't make it. They had a decent season. They had a winning record. But the, 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 the region they were in was so tough, they just weren't able to make it out. Yeah, Columbus lost to Crisp County. It was an upset because Columbus had a better record. And Carver was able to get into this tournament because they were the last place team. They won the play-in game. So they got an automatic bid in this tournament. That's unreal. Uh, Carver will play tomorrow. Uh, they're still alive. So you got the Carver boys, Shaw boys, and Spencer all still alive. Carver, a four seed, playing a number one. It's going to be tough with a bunch of freshmen. And then you got Shaw, a three seed, as you talked about. They're playing on the uh, on the road as well. And then Spencer being at home. So by this end of this weekend, I, I, I would expect probably to have three girls teams heading into the Elite Eight and hopefully in the GHSA. At least one boys team, whether it be Shaw Carver or what we think Spencer. And with the GHSA coin flip, I like my chances of of seeing either Hardaway Carver or Spencer host a playoff game on February twenty eighth or March the first. Spencer would host it on March the first, but Hardaway and Carver would be hosting a playoff game on February the twenty eighth if they win the coin flip. And then after that, the Final Four is going to be held at various locations. I think in 2A and 3A, it's at Fort Valley State. Yep. And then the, all, every championship game is at the campus of Mercer University from March the 8th through the 11th. So by March the 11th, we will have all the championships from 1A to 7A. And, of course, Columbus doesn't have any 6A or 7A uh, teams. I guess the closest 6A team to Columbus would probably be uh, Lee County. You guys have a very special event on March the 16th. It's the third annual St. Mark Bi-City Basketball Awards Luncheon. It's in their third year. I know that he talked about, you know, you know, including the girls' basketball teams. I mean, that's a great awards ceremony at the St. Luke's Ministry Center. What you guys did for football, you guys are doing for basketball. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Sam Mark Foundation, Sam Mitchell, Mark Upshaw, their foundation, former NBA coach of the year and NBA player, Mark Upshaw, a philanthropist and entrepreneur that does a lot of fantastic stuff when it comes to, um, and I, I don't want to get it wrong, but it's some type of, of medical sales and stuff like that that he does. Um, he, he's got a really big-time company, and both of them came up with this foundation, and they're giving back to the youth and to the communities and it's something that it needed to be done. There is no other awards luncheon, um, and it's the biggest thing going. We all know about the sports football awards luncheon, but the basketball one is just getting just as big, and now with more and more teams becoming competitive and making deep runs in the playoffs. And it's pretty awesome because I've done it the last two years. The first one was at Brookstone's, um, in the Brookstone, not the Brookstone School, but in the Brookstone uh, Country Club. Um, and then it went from that country club place to um, last year at where we do the Sports Visions Awards Luncheon. Um, and I cannot think of the name right now. I just, gosh, brain fart. I cannot think. Well, I know that it, it was held at the, the Green Island uh, Golf Island Country Club. Island. Last year, it was held where the Football Awards Luncheon is. And now I just can't think of what that place is called. And I, I literally have. St. Luke, Luke Ministry Center. Center. This is what upsets me so bad. It's got I got so much thoughts in my head that I come in here and I look like I don't know what I'm talking about. The St. Luke Ministry Center is where it's being held. The previous two years, I watched basketball games, but not nearly as much as I have covered this year, calling all the games, knowing all the players. I feel like I have a lot of insight heading into this awards luncheon. Looking forward to it. March the 16th, that Thursday, 11 p.m., 
uh, 11 a.m. Richard, I'm hoping you're going to be there as well. I know Jack will be there. I know Rex will be there. Actually, Richard, you won't be there that weekend, unfortunately. You missed the football. You know we're going to be thinking about you. We're going to hopefully maybe live stream this for people that aren't there to be able to see it, including yourself. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it and looking forward to all the potential winners. Thrib, I know we touched up a little bit on Central, but let's go over to Alabama because there are two teams that I think that can win state titles. The Valley Boys, they are taking on Central of Clay County out of Lineville in the Elite Eight. And then the Lynette Girls. The Lynette Girls having just a phenomenal season. I think that they could win a state title. Uh, And what has impressed you most about some of these schools in Alabama? I know we don't get a chance to cover Alabama that much because it's different. They don't host games in their home court. They go to like the South Regional, the Central Regional, the, the Northwest Regional. So they're being held like in Montgomery, Birmingham, Mobile, Jacksonville. I mean, that's how Alabama does it. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you at some point. You know, keep it close all together. It doesn't make any sense to have it in 20 different locations, especially when you're a place like Columbus and you have eight schools and four of them in different classifications. That don't make much sense to me. Um, but I'm hoping for Central and Lynette and Valley being undefeated still is crazy. Um, should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing how those matchups play out. This is my favorite time of year. Can I tell you why? Because right after, in the middle of what we're seeing now with everything that's happening um, in high school, you know, as we continue to get farther along into the high school tournament, guess what else is coming around the corner? Conference, Conference tournament, NCAA, and then the NCAA tournament. So starting now, all the way until the end of March, first week of April, and you can technically throw the Masters in that, just basketball alone. We got craziness of February and March, high school. And then, of course, then March Madness hit last, last week of March, March and first of April, April for that. So, so I'm excited about it. And by the way, by the way after, after the March the Madness, Madness, April is when NBA playoff basketball starts. So you better have nonstop great basketball from high school, college, and pro for the next about three or four months. Buckle in and enjoy the ride. And to think that basketball starts in October and, you know, we get high school basketball in November. And, you know, I know that we're in the football mindset, but I mean, I was looking back at the regular season. There was a lot of incredible regular season matchups in high school basketball. And now, you know, more than ever, you know, people are paying attention to high school basketball now that the brackets are set, both in the GHSA and the GIAA, the gaps. Uh, and also the AHSAA, but also I want to say thrift that you know the Calvary Christian Lady Knights they they fell to Conus Academy. Uh, we were hoping they would make it to the Gap State Championship uh, the same day of the Brookstone Pacelli game up in Macon, uh, but they had an incredible season and Coach Dunn has, has done a great job. Yes, he, yeah, and and I was really impressed with how everything played out. And you know what, Coach Dunn has done a good job with that basketball program and. uh yeah, Richard, it's been an incredible year for a lot of teams around this area, and I'm glad that I could be supporters of them. And, of course, we've been trying to update Max Preps uh, all day to try to, to get the latest updated scores. I know it's going to happen. No, but you, the thing is, you have your connections. We, you know, we, we have double coverage. We have, you know, we have people that have been at these games. WRBL's Jack Patterson, you know, we, you know, Big shout out to them who's really been updating all these games. You know, I was trying to do a live high school uh, basketball show Friday night. I don't know if you were aware of this, but I actually went on my Facebook page live for two and a half hours because I wanted to cover every sporting event that I could possibly get. And then we just had a lot of high school region championships. You know, I was really just covering the region tournaments and, you know, didn't call any games, you know, because Shaw was on the road. But I just felt like, that we need to cover high school basketball more than ever in this city because, you know, who else is going to do it? Exactly right. Exposure. It was awesome to see Jack Patterson at the game tonight. And I'm with you. We if this whole season has been about giving exposure to the kids. I enjoy doing the Christmas tournament. I enjoy doing the Hardaway Opelika game and the Spencer Langston Hughes all the way back in November. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed being able to do the Christmas tournament with all eight public schools, girls and boys that played each other. 
the border wars that had Glenwood, Calvary, Bocelli, Lee Scott, all in that. Got to call ball, both girls and boys for them as well. Um, and then doing some games on the road. I got to call at Shaw when they played Spencer. You got to call a Shaw game as well. Um, and it, it was a lot of fun this year. I know I didn't make it to Carver. I didn't make it at Spencer. But I, I, I did call a lot of games around the area. Um, I was able to do at Northside. And, uh, of course, Pacelli and now Brookstone. Um, and, and it just was a lot of fun. Enjoyed being able to do it. And uh, thank you, Richard, for always being there. And we still got about a week or so left of, of good high school basketball. Um, Elite Eight, Saturday, me and Richard will be at Stratford Academy. That is where the quarterfinals are being hosted on the Pacelli side of the bracket. So Pacelli Brookstone, part three, going down. On Saturday, 6 p.m., right here on my Facebook page, Thrift Behringer. Be live on Sports Vision's page. I know Richard will share it as well. Richard, looking forward to it. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. It probably, other than maybe doing an NFHS game, maybe next week. Um, but that Saturday, I know we'll, I mean, we'll call one on Friday, but that Saturday could potentially be our last game we do together for this season as you got other obligations coming up here in the next few weeks and then you know baseball is going to start and basketball is going to end um but saturday could be our last game calling together we may do one next week we may could do the if pacelli beats brookstone maybe a pacelli final four on thursday we'll see maybe that may be the last one um but all in all it's been a great season thoroughly enjoyed it and i appreciate you man it really has, Thrift, and I really appreciate you just paving the way and just allowing, you know, myself to actually continue to improve my broadcasting skills by letting me call these games with you on your Facebook page. And, you know, it's a great idea, and I, I think that, that more people should do it, especially when we have multiple games. Uh, but, you know, the, the broadcast just sounds so much better when you have two people. You know, I've called a game by myself. You've called games by yourself. And I, even though we're capable of doing it, like I was able to, to call all those games yesterday, four games, it, I just prefer to have like a, a broadcast partner because it just makes the broadcast sound so much better because you could just feed back and forth off each other. And you got good, like you said, feedback, have conversation, um, and just have a lot of fun. And when you're sounding like you're having fun on a broadcast, other people are going to then enjoy it and they're going to have fun and watching the broadcast. And that's our ultimate goal. goal. And uh, looking forward to it, excited about it, and uh, ready for Saturday, man. And who knows, maybe even Friday we can make our way. Heck, we could even call a Brookstone and a Pacelli girls game. Who knows where we're going to be. Uh, but we will for sure on Saturday be at Pacelli Brookstone boys game. That is a for sure fact. But whatever happens these next couple of days should be a lot of fun. And I know tomorrow night you have the Rapids. Um, and then the River Dragons just had an awesome this past weekend. was sold out over 8,000, close to 8,000 people at a game against Delaware. A lot going on in the city. I know there's negativity. There was the shootings and everything else. I don't want to get into detail with that. I know you don't either, Richard. But what we can do as broadcasters is just give positivity, shine light on the things that are good about our community, shine light on the youth that are actually, you know, doing the right thing, trying to make a name for themselves, trying to work as they get older and become young men and young women um, as they become adults. So we're just going to keep doing that, keep shining a line on it, and we'll keep giving back to the city that's given us so much. I definitely love being a part of Columbus. We have a lot of great professional sports teams and high school teams and and Thrift, you do great work here in this community and also phenomenal job with DJ Jones on Sports Visions. I always look forward to listening to you and DJ Mondays and Thursdays from 4 to 6 on Flavor 92.1 and also on Facebook Live. And just, just keep up the good work and just an amazing lineup of guests, too. I mean, you got Jack Patterson on on Thursday. I mean, that it, that is amazing. Yeah, Jack Patterson other guests we had got to do wallace davis um long time legendary athletic director around here we got to have on um andre kennebrew i mean andre kennebrew excuse me um chuck kennebrew 
who was the first one of the first of five African Americans to ever play at the University of Georgia back in the early 70s. We got to interview him during this is the Black History Month segment. We've also got a segment called Legally Sports, in which we talk about NIL deals and talking about as it's a different game and a different life that college athletes are going into than it was 15, 10, even five years ago with NIL. And uh, we're getting a lot of good information with this segment called Legally Sports with Ben Finley of the Finley Firm. So we appreciate him. We appreciate all our supporters. We're always going to have big-time guests because as long as C.J. Jones is doing his thing, he knows a lot of people. And I wouldn't be surprised we'll have another huge guest on Thursday as well along with Jack Patterson. So like Richard said, Sports Vision's Facebook page. Make sure to go give us a like and follow us on there. And Flavor 92.1 will be live kicking on our Facebook page, and of course, Flavor 92.1, Flavor92.1.com, and the Sports Visions radio app. All right, that was Sports Visions, Thrift Behringer, and starting to become a weekly guest. I love it. I mean, just I love just the banter going back and forth talking about sports. And we didn't even get into uh, the Hawks firing Nate McMillan. Hawks firing Nate Brandon Miller of Alabama, apparently being charged. Remember the All-American freshman? Oh, boy. Yeah, police are testifying, Richard. I don't know if you saw this. Police are testifying that Brandon Miller is the one that gave Darius Miles the gun, who then gave hit, that Darius Miles gave the gun to his friend, who ended up shooting someone and murdering someone. So now they're saying Brandon Miller, Bradley, and a couple other players are involved in this. They're saying that they stopped their cars in front of the guy that actually got shot so he couldn't get out. It is very gruesome. There's a lot of information coming out right now. Uh, Nate Oates said he didn't know anything about it. And here's the thing. If Nate's didn't know, Nate Oates did know about it, he tried to hide Brendan Miller, is he going to be fired? Or did the AD know? Was this a big cover-up in Alabama? A lot of stuff coming out right now. So you got that. Nate McMillan getting fired. What are the Hawks going to do? They're one game below 500. But the thing is, when they're starting five of DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins and Clint Capella all on the court. They're one of the top five lineups in the NBA. The problem is they don't play that well together. But then you look, you got Sadiq Bey. He's a good guy coming off the bench. Bojan Bogdanovich is someone that can put up points. You got a Kwangwu. You got guys that can fill up the bucket. Adrian Griffin, a rookie. And yet you're still one game under 500. I know everybody wants to say, well, fire Nate McMillan. Well, you fire Lloyd Pierce and McMillan comes in, you make it to the conference finals. Maybe it's not the coaches. Maybe it's the leadership within the locker room with the players. That's something we can talk about moving forward. Trey Young, I don't like a lot of how he's handled himself. By the way, what about Lamar Jackson thinking about getting traded to guess who? The Atlanta Falcons. A lot of sports going on right now, Richard. I'm looking forward to being able to talk about it. Absolutely. You know, I got a five-day week show, so, you know, we got plenty of time to talk about sports. But thank you so much, Thrift, once again for being on the show. No, thank you, man. And we both said it, ice cold, blood in his veins. Jordan Daniels with the game winner. Richard, appreciate it all, as always, man, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening tonight on the Sports Beat. Hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.